Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lindquist. And we want to talk to you because it's January for us. I don't know when you're listening, but it's the first month of the year. And our tagline is fit to be first. And what does that mean? That means that you, whether you are a equestrian, an agility trainer, or just a, um, as my mother would call it, a listener, your fitness matters. And I'm not talking about making a resolution that you're going to do all kinds of stuff that you're not going to do. We're talking about the mental commitment to doing the best you can for your body so that you can use the expectations you have for your animal on yourself first. Yeah, because we deal with a lot of different riders from very, very amateur level to very, very top level. And one of the things that really separates the top is their fitness levels, their ability both mentally and physically and probably spiritually as well, but they're balance themselves out because they have a trainer that helps them get prepared with their horse. They do mental exercises to keep their brain strong and they do physical exercises to keep their body strong. And the thing is that as you know from watching my how to muck your stall videos is that everything can be a part of your fitness. Truly, there are no excuses. There is always time to make what you're doing a healthier choice and a choice that will make you healthier. Even driving in the car, even, you know, while you're doing chores, everything is an opportunity to do it better. And it's the same thing with your animals. You can go for a hack on your horse on your cell phone, never steering and just lays along to make sure it is almost a useless exercise, or you can be focused. You can have them move off your leg. You can do breathing exercises. You can bring your shoulder blades together and you can be present. So every single thing that you do can have the intent of making your life better. Yeah, it comes down to choices. I mean, you have to make the choice to be able to want to do those things. You have to make a choice between drinking the water or drinking the soda, drinking the coffee, drinking the water. Coffee's wonderful. <laughs> but you have to make those choices. Those are choices that you have to physically make and stick with them. So you've got to find a way to, to energize yourself. You have to find a way to promote yourself. You have to find a way to commit to yourself that this is important to you. Well, as Dave said, it's even spiritually. Yep, absolutely, it's a mindset. And it's more fun to accomplish something than it is to bemoan your lack of accomplishment. So if I'm going to choose that going up and down the stairs is a way for me to get some cardio, walking out to the mailbox is a way for me to get off my rear and move, Feeding the dogs is a way to do lunges. And, you know, I know this sounds like a little, um, you know, uh, 
that I put rose-colored glasses on and, um, and, and look at the world and that way. And you know what? Yep, that's a choice. I choose to find what's the best way to do something. And therefore, it doesn't matter if I have time to go to the gym. I am fortunate enough that we have so many people around us who are smarter and more fit that we can ask for assistance and get advice. There are so many online ways that you can start your day in a, in a particular mindset because someone will be there for you to go, hey, look at it this way. Yeah, and, and start with something simple. There's a great program called Romwad. And it's a great stretching program. And it's 20 minutes of your day. You can wake up, spend 20 minutes in the exercise room on this very simple little app. And we'll show you how to stretch. And one day a week, I think they have a 40 or 45 minute class. Which, But it's great for your hip openers. It's just great all around stretching exercises, which are perfect for riders. Because it's really, it's built for athletes. This program was designed with high-level athletes in mind. And I've never been a high-level athlete. I've never run a mile. I mean, truly, it's amazing how fit I can be in my little niche. But when I started doing this, at that point, I was over 60 and I'd never, ever touched my toes without bending my knees. And I just stuck with it. And holding a pose, he said, hold it for four minutes. I made it 30 seconds with screaming. And now I can do that. So the um, feeling of, of accomplishing something really matters. And for you agility people and, your, and the people who are training their dogs for bite work, for search and rescue, your ability to connect with that animal has a lot to do with your level of fitness and enthusiasm. You know, you don't want to to poop out on the course and, you know, only have to use hand signals because you can't, I know you cannot keep up with some of those dogs. Of course you can't, you know, they're going faster than the uh, speed of light, but you can keep up your ability to be focused on it and your breathing, which is huge. Yeah, it's a very big part. And in fact, it's interesting because a lot of the people out there doing seminars now are getting into different breathing techniques, different tools to help you breathe more efficiently. So breathing is, a, is becoming, and has been for a long time, has been a very big part of exercise, but it's becoming more of a science now. There's <laughs> I was much just more thinking science breathing is it. a big part of life. Yeah, it's yes, a big part of yes, life. Yes. Without it, you're without not. Without it, you're not, yeah. <laughs> but there's actually a lot of science behind breathing and different breaths and how to do it to increase your health. And, you know, and it's so good for peace of mind. As we know, when you can have control over your breathing, you can control your state of mind. And when you control your state of mind, you then control your behavior, both physical and emotional. A fringe just came out with a breathing tool that helps you focus on it. If you're a client of ours, I am sure I have said to you, you can exhale now. Because mm -hmm. it's fascinating how well people uh, can hold their breath without consciously being aware. And the best athletes we know are Olympic competitors. Breathe 
effortlessly and can get on horse after horse after horse without getting exhausted because they're using oxygen correctly. Us mere mortals need that as well. Yeah. I think I, I, I got the best acknowledgement of that from watching Stranger Things because in the first season of Stranger Things, when Eleven first comes into the scene, one of her, one of her digs on other humans is mouth breather. She calls them <laughs> mouth breathers because they, they walk around with their mouths open all the time to breathe. You know, and your nose is designed for breathing. That's why it has the filter mechanism to filter out uh, improprieties. That's what the nose is, does. It, it's besides taking air in and scenting, it also is a filter. And, you know, I mean, we, we care so much. We listen to how our horses breathe. We listen to how our dogs breathe. We know that you have um, some of the dogs that can't even travel because breathing is such an issue. We monitor their fitness, you know, and look, listen, and learn from what we see. So as you get inspired, there is always a time to breathe more efficiently. There's always a time to reach for something. I, I, I just um, yelled at someone who is infinitely more accomplished than I am um, because they hurt their back while reaching behind them. And I said, well, the basic rule in health is follow your knees. If your knees are going one way, then you go that way. Do not try to move in a direction other than the way your knees are facing. Useful piece of information. A horse isn't going to jump to the side. None of these things are going to happen effectively until you face the direction you want to go. And I mean face it physically, face it emotionally, face it in a way that moves you towards your highest level of accomplishment. And sometimes sleep is your highest level of accomplishment. There's a healthy way to do absolutely everything. And when we say fit to be first, it does mean, are you doing everything that you can to be first on your podium? Not necessarily an Olympic podium or uh, you know number one in your class, but what is it that would make you the top of your game without putting pressure on yourself, with, with gently encouraging yourself, how can I do this better? Every morning, how can I do this better? Every step. You can practice breathing when you're driving. It's not distracting. And it's interesting you brought up sleep because that is a huge piece of recovery. That's a huge piece of your fit to be first because you can't be fit to be first if you're not recovered. And I think this is the hardest thing that I that we see with some of the people that fly in and on weekends and ride and then they sleep in hotels with bad beds. And bad pillows. And bad pillows. And then you expect to get up and perform your best. You know, it's not going to happen. You can't perform your best if you're not well rested and haven't gotten good sleep and haven't gotten good even just all around rest, not even sleep rest, but sometimes just sitting quietly sometimes to mentally prepare yourself and physically give yourself a rest and be able to take a breath and actually practice your breathing maybe even a little bit. So recovery is just as important as physical work. 
a hundred percent true. And and you'll find that in the more uh, elite athletes and the generally healthier people who are able to function day in and day out. And as you create these healthy habits, it becomes unconscious for a while. I mean, it took me a week to balance my stall mucking three to the left, three to the right, make sure you lunge every time, you know, keep, keep my knees facing the direction of the pile of poop and then of the muck bucket. You know, this sounds silly. It's so important. Most of the injuries that I saw when I was in human practice were from sitting incorrectly, sleeping poorly, more so than actual traumatic accidents. Did you feel the same? Yeah, absolutely. And, and what do you do for your brain? I mean, what are you doing out there for your brain? Are you meditating? Are you using brain tap? What, you know, what are you doing to physically, mentally prepare yourself for your day? Some of the people we've gotten to be closest friends with are people we've met at seminars who offered us a better way of facing our days and being more healthy. Most of the people Dave and I know, I've been in practice 43 years, he's been in practice 40 years, are retired because they got tired. Number one, we keep the passion. Number two, we practice what we preach, which is means exercising mind, body, and spirit. The, my spiritual exercises, my dogs and my horses, and to a, some extent, the kittens who attack me in the night. They make me happy, that makes me healthier. So building the healthy patterns makes them effortless so I don't have to think about it, because thinking is so hard. You want it to be more instinctual, and that takes a small amount of commitment to build a healthy pattern. Yeah. So what's going on in your life right now? How can you make things better? What can you delete out of your life that's not beneficial? And what can you add in that would be much more beneficial to your health and your fitness? We'd love you to share with us what you're doing, what you're accomplishing, and what you could use some direction towards because we want to build a community of people who want to help others live the best life possible. And be fit to be first. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. Have an absolutely spectacular day.